Welcome to the One Meal, One Workout Podcast, your new approach to food and fitness. Brought to you by Element OP Productions. ElementOP.com. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Butler, Don Sullivan, and Mark Cockrell. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest episode of One Meal, One Workout. We're recording this on the day after Valentine's Day, that's February 15th. For those of you that are calendrically, calendrically, is that a word? It is now. It is now. <laughs> Calendrically challenged, as I am, because I totally, absolutely, and 100% and always forgot Valentine's Day this year. I did not even know that it was the 14th when I woke up yesterday morning. Is your doghouse uh, warm and cozy? You know, luckily I'm married to an awesome, forgiving woman, but uh, that voice of deridement that you hear in the background <laughs> is Mr. Mark Cockrell, the man behind the machine. Um, how's it going, Mark? Good, good. I didn't forget Valentine's Day. I told my wife on Sunday, by the way, you know I'm not getting you anything, right? And she said, yeah, I didn't get you anything either. So Okay, so that's, you, you both were really bad at it. Right. <laughs> How about you, Don? Did you strike out on Valentine's Day as well? No. Well, actually, uh, Abby and I went and spent the day on Saturday uh, just kind of hanging out. We, had, we went to a movie, had dinner, went shopping, all the good girl stuff, kind of spoiled her. Uh, and we hadn't actually just gone and had a day together by ourselves since the baby's been born. So we actually really needed it, and we had a good time. That's awesome. Now, Don, if I may ask, how long have you been married now? Be five years in June. Five years in June, so almost five years. So you're still a relative newlywed. Mark, how about yourself? Uh, 17 years. Yeah, I'm, I'm approaching, this is what year is this? This is 2012, so November will be 19 for me. Uh, and we've gone back and forth on this about whether to really do much on Valentine's Day. Cheryl got me uh, a headlamp from REI, a little it's cool. It's got it's retractable, so you can take it off your head and put it on your wrist or put it on a pole if you're camping or whatever. Um, I'd asked for that a while back that I was, I was looking at getting one, so she was nice enough to get it for me. And then she made me, in spite of the fact that I'm the host of a fitness podcast, made me homemade Three Musketeers. Wow, that sounds oh. awesome. And they were awesome, but she was she. I mean, she knows I'm trying to be healthy, so she gave me two small, probably what is that, inch and a half by inch and a half squares, like would be like a fourth of a candy bar. So she just got two two of those in there just to show me how much she loved me. The bad part was is I woke up yesterday morning. Literally, the first thing I thought was, I'm running a little bit late. I wonder if Cheryl will make me a lunch. Cheryl's first thought was, Happy Valentine's Day. (laughs) (laughs) That was the first thing she said to me, and I felt so horrible, Uh, but. In my own defense, and she will stand up and she will agree with me on this, um, we try our best to not be that once-a-year romantic couple. We go out every other Friday on a date, um, at least. We hang out in the evenings together. We do lots of stuff together. I tell her I love her I don't know how many times a day. And so I, I, I can say I'm not the stereotypical, it's Valentine's Day, here's flowers, here's candy, see you next year, guy. So uh, she doesn't feel the need for me to do something big and huge, and she does not want to go out to eat on Valentine's Day at all because of the crowds. So, right. so Don. Aaron. Vegan, vegan, Vulcan. What is, what's going on with this weekend thing? Close enough. Yeah. We, are, uh, we got the in-laws coming into town tomorrow for the President's Day long weekend. And my wife's dad has my father-in-law has a lot of health issues he's got some issues with a lot of issues with his heart he's had uh 14 stints and a couple of bypasses at this point 
and he's got some issues with liver and kidneys and all that sort of good thing, so he can't take any of the conventional medicine. He takes a nice big handful of pills a couple times a day. And one of the things his doctor recommended to him recently was to try a vegan diet, which for anybody that doesn't know, it's like vegetarianism, but you just take it one step further. You don't eat anything that's any animal product whatsoever. No cheese, no dairy of any sort, uh, no eggs, yeah, any of that stuff. If you want to get really picky, some people won't eat like gelatin or things that have gelatin in them because a lot of that comes from horses and uh, there's all sorts of fun things that you can find that have animal products in them. Regardless, he decided, and this this is the man that has always said, if there was one thing that I could eat every day for the rest of my life and it'd be okay, I would pick cheeseburgers. Uh, so he's, like a, he's a man meat eater. Yeah, if, he, if he had a second choice, it would be bacon cheeseburgers. <laughs> so, I mean, these are... These are the big things that he misses. Whenever it was his birthday a few months ago, we went to the grocery store and got him buffalo bison ground up. Yeah, well, got the meat and then grilled it for him and did uh, did regular cheeseburgers for everybody else and did bison cheeseburgers for him so that he could have a cheeseburger because it's way more healthy for you. So anyway, the doctor told him that he should try veganism because um, he has a lot of issues with cholesterol and all that. He's actually taken to it pretty well. He feels a lot better. Uh, he just is struggling to find foods. Uh, he's not real sure about tofu, is what he has Ugh. called it. Sorry. He's only had it like one time in his life, tofu. He's not real sure what the deal is. So we're going to try and, uh, and have a weekend. I borrowed a book from a friend that I'll hold up for the camera for anybody that's watching the feed, The Veganomicon. Wow. The subtitle here is the ultimate vegan cookbook. A friend of mine had this and and was nice enough to let us borrow it. So we're going to see if we can't spoil them this weekend and have some really, really good food. That's all well, I, fruits and veggies and things. One of my favorite jokes of my own, and if I don't think my jokes are funny, who will, is uh, when I was a kid growing up, people said tofu to me. I'd say, God bless you. <laughs> yeah, I, right. I don't, I've never tried tofu that I've liked it. I've, it I'm, it's I know people say it just absorbs the flavor of what's in the food. And I, it's just, it's a non, it just shouldn't be eaten. It's not, it's not real. <laughs> I love tofu. It's great. If you, if you've never had tofu before, and this goes to Aaron and Mark and then everybody listening, if you've never had I tofu, have had tofu. You, it's horrible. If you've ever been, if you've ever been curious, if you've ever had a bad experience with tofu and you, you might want to give it another shot, whatever, Go to an Asian restaurant. Go to a Thai restaurant. Go to a good Jap or Chinese restaurant and see what they have on the menu that's got tofu in it. And it is, I don't know what it is. The Thai tofu is just the best stuff in the world to me. It hands down better than anything else that I've ever had tofu in. Yeah, but tofu at its best is is okay. I mean, that's the that's as good as you can make it. You can make it okay. I prefer it to to pretty much anything else. Really? Well, you're a very strange it, individual. I mean, yeah, it's true. Show Don. It's true. <laughs> oh, I thought we could be friends, Don. <laughs> I thought I enjoyed having you on the show. <laughs> well, the problem is my wife is is very leery of it, and uh, there's not it's really any place to get it in the small town of Waycross, Georgia, other than the grocery store, and they just carry it because it's Kroger, and they're kind of required to. It just comes yeah. on the truck, and they throw it in the trash whenever the expiration date comes, and that's about it. <laughs> is it the firm tofu or the soft tofu? I find that I can handle the firm better than the soft. They they have all of the above. They have the silken, which is you put in like pies and milkshakes and stuff. The soft, the firm, and the very firm. I got a a pound of the very firm to put in a recipe that we're gonna have this weekend. 
Yeah, I find that you can take the very firm stuff and treat it sort of like chicken. Uh, you can, you know, marinate, marinate it and grill it and treat it like chicken, and it's almost not inedible. <laughs> almost, but not quite entirely unlike <laughs> chicken. Right. In the words of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. So anyway, moving on from that, I, uh, I, I've got a standing desk at work. I think we've, we've, we've beat that horse a few times. He's not quite dead yet. Mega desk. Mega desk 2.0. I'm, I'm looking forward to working on 3.0 in the not too distant future when I add a, a, a pin cup, a paper holder, and maybe a sip straw. I'm not sure. But, uh, don't forget the DVD player and the leather seats. <laughs> exactly. The butt warmer, um, which I don't need because I'm standing. So I've had, I have a steady stream of people walking by my, my office saying, Aaron, What's up with the uh, the standing desk? You know, I, I say, do you want the short, medium, or long answer? And I get out my marker and I draw, uh, you know, a sedentary to active graph. And then, but you're not really on here. You're on two different graphs, and you can be sedentary to active. And I give them give them the five minute spiel of Travis Saunders' uh, podcast with us. But uh, one of my coworkers was actually considered, and he did some research, and he came upon a Cornell study that says standing's bad for you. That's what he said. He really was using that as an excuse to not feel guilty that he wasn't standing. I think he felt a little peer pressure to stand. The article it is really intimidating to walk up and see one of your friends or coworkers or colleagues that's actually actively doing something for their health when no one else around is. <laughs> well, he. You wonder yeah, what's wrong with that person. Yeah, and the, the article kind of says if you stand for eight hours perfectly still, it's bad for you. That isn't really what it says, but it it is. You know, you're standing for long periods right. of if time. If you're a beef eater. You know, uh, yeah. not 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 somebody who eats meat, but uh, the guards at Buckingham Palace. Then right. yes, maybe you might have issues. Yeah, but it's an interesting article, and there's actually a link in the article to the study that uh, was done. Uh, and so anyway, the article. Let me just let me give you here. They they were nice enough to put the bottom line: sit to do computer work, sit using a height adjustable downward tilting keyboard tray, then every 20 minutes stand for two minutes and move. So they're wanting me to take a break every 20 minutes and stand up. So, yes, I understand that that may be doable in some places, but I, I don't have time to take a break every 20 minutes all the time. So what I do is, like Don's kind of doing, if you can watch the video feed, mark up the camera's not on Don, put it on Don. He's being flighty. He's being Don. Yes. Uh, I, I dance around a little bit. I'll, I'll bring my knees up, move around. I mean, you can be pretty active and still be pretty successful at typing. So, anyway. Oh, and uh, typing. Sorry, I'm over here doing the dance, and there's no way you can type doing that. <laughs> Not that, but I type when I'm moving around. I was jamming out today. It's making, what are you listening to, Aaron? I said, I'm just jamming. I was typing along and reading my things and working my build. So anyway, uh, and actually, Mark, I sent a link today. I emailed a link to a certain pedal device that could be found under your desk at work. Uh, I used this actual one that you put in the post on the forum, so I'm assuming you used the referral. I did. Referring link. So tell us about that and how that's going for you. Uh, well, I, I can't type with it. <laughs> I, there's too much jostling to type. But yeah, it, uh, my basic rule of thumb is I put it there right in front of me at my desk, and anytime I kick it, I do five minutes on it. So that's that's my rule. Um, so you know, I'm, I I I turn my desk, kick it. Oh, all right, gotta do five minutes. Um, and on average, I'm averaging uh, an hour or so a day. Not not huge, not tremendous, but that's an hour of movement I wouldn't have had otherwise. Yeah. <clears throat> Definitely. So, and you're saying, but when you're doing it, it's for you at your desk, the way you sit and your chair and everything else is too much like that to try to. Right. Yeah. You can't just like calmly underneath your desk, slowly turn it. 
Well, yeah, let's be honest. It has more to do with all the mass that's attached to me than anything else. When my thighs are going, it bounces the belly, which bounces the body and typing. Right, the arms happen. are bouncing off. The, right. It's all attached. Right. Now I can talk on the phone and do it. And I have done that. And, and every now and then somebody in my office, you know, if it's somebody close to me, not if it's, uh, you know, a visiting dignitary, but one of my friends comes in and I'll do it right there in front of them. Uh, and you know, it's not a big deal. It's just a, a little, little bit of exercise throughout the day. Yeah. That's awesome. And Don, I've got it. I got to hear the notes to ask you about your standing desk, but at this point, I think it's pretty much a done deal, isn't it? You, you've gone standing I, desk and going back. It's, it's, yeah, oh, there's no going back on standing desk. Um, yeah, I, I can't imagine. Uh, there's chairs. There's like four chairs in this giant room that I'm that I'm in here with, and not well. If you count the folding ones, there's like nine. Anyway, uh, yeah, this it's not happening. I love standing desk. I'm actually considering getting a uh, mini. Like a slide under the desk, like like Mark has, but it's an elliptical, but it's it's a little spendy for what it is. So right. I think a little bit of tax money in there because you know you got to blow that tax cash. Well, I'll, I will tell you, I'm approaching Friday. Will be three weeks that I've been on Mega Desk, and I have yet to sit down and open my computer at my desk. Now, it's really I, not that big of a deal. Yeah, it's amazing the amount me, of calories you burn and how much better you feel for really not that much change. For me, it. it it's helpful because I, I have, I, I will admit, I have a great situation because I'm in meetings, in and out of meetings, going to other people's cubes where I sit down in their cube to talk to them, that kind of thing. So I am sitting and standing a bunch during the day, but I've, I've added at least four or five hours of standing to my daily routine. So, All right, so our guest that we had scheduled today had to uh, postpone a week on us at kind of short notice. He had an emergency meeting called at his work that was going to run late, and we didn't want to try to squeeze it in and go crazy or anything like that. So we just bumped him back a week or so, uh, but he will be with us soon. So today, we are going to talk about a couple of topics, um, kind of a hodgepodge type thing. Uh, a couple of topics we pulled in that we had talked amongst ourselves before about talking about, but we had yet to actually talk about on the show. So the first one we're going to talk about today, just briefly. Hopefully, just maybe be some encouragement uh, for those of you out there listening. We're going to talk about social pressure slash family pressure. And what we're, what we're really talking about, and Mark and Don, feel free to just jump in at any time, is... Jump in. Uh, anytime that's appropriate, is, uh, <laughs> is when you start making changes in your life, um, the reaction of your peers and family... And friends, coworkers, that kind of thing, just to kind of see, kind of talk through that and see what reactions you've had, uh, positive or negative, how you dealt with them, and that kind of thing, and what people might expect to see if they start trying to make changes. Because anytime you do anything that's a change, you're going to have people who are supportive and you're going to have naysayers. So um, let's just start. I just kind of threw a question out there. Let me just throw this out there to my, to my show host, co hosts. When do you feel social pressure, specifically from your peers? We're going to address family separately. To eat, when do you do you, or do you ever feel social pressure to eat? Uh, party time, definitely. Anytime there's a a special event like yesterday, Valentine's Day, there were cakes and pies and stuff in the lounge at work, and uh, people were encouraging me frequently to partake in that. Yeah. Um, and I, I decline. Actually, I didn't decline every time. One time, I had like one bite because. It was chocolate cake, and I wanted a piece, so I had a, not even a full slice. Um, but it's it's one of those things that they think they're being nice, 
right? right. It's, it's We've talked about this before. You offer the fat guy your leftover food because you think mm-hmm. he wants it, right? Well, the fact is I do want it. And every time I walked through that room, I was staring at the food. I guess I want it. But um, yeah, there's a certain amount of pressure. And, and especially if somebody says, hey, I made these. They're homemade. You have to try them. Uh, well, you know, yeah. I appreciate the fact that you made them, but but no, I don't. I don't want to try them. I'm sure they're lovely. You almost want to make a T-shirt that says, "Please don't offer me your food." Whenever you know there's going to be a holiday party or something at work, I've definitely been there myself. Like like at but, the zoo, you know, it says, "Don't feed the animal." I just need a T-shirt. Please don't feed the fat guy. That, Please I don't ask me to be the judge part. for your chili cook-off. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to do make that shirt. Don't feed the fat guy shirt. Don't feed the fat guy. That's our we, new. We that's going to be a whole our second. That's how we're going to make money with this, with this gig because we ain't making none so far. <laughs> that's right. So we could sell some cool T-shirts. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I get that quite a bit at work. I have friends who at work who love me and um, appreciate me as I do them, and they want to bring me treats. So they showed up. I had people coming by giving me lollipops yesterday, a little heart sucker. I came home and said, "Happy Valentine's Day, Cheryl, from me, from Wanda." Right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> here's the only thing I got you Valentine's was a sucker somebody else gave me. Uh, I have one coworker who brought by chocolate covered pretzels the other day, and uh, and she made cupcakes and you know it's just that's it's an endless supply of food just streaming by my desk and so there is a certain amount of pressure now it's funny because when i first started trying to get in shape people would tell me i couldn't have it right you can't have that cookie aaron you're on a diet and i would say i can have that cookie if i want it (laughs) if i choose to eat the cookie i'm going to eat the cookie and either way they think they're being helpful right yeah and so what i've determined is um and this is kind of where I'm going with this, is I am ultimately, to quote Seinfeld, I am the master of my domain. I am ultimately and intimately uh, you know, responsible for my own eating. We, uh, we talked to Don and I talked last week. Which, by the way, welcome back, Mark. Thank you. We missed you. I think we said that a bunch of times on the show, but even if you didn't know it, we missed you. I missed yeah, he didn't listen here. to it. I'm, I'm sure he didn't. Uh, but we talked about eating with purpose and choosing, you know, eating when you're hungry and eating when you need fuel, if you're going to be exercising and not just eating because you're bored or because you're tired or because somebody else is eating. And I'm ultimately responsible for that, regardless of who's offering food to me or how much work they've gone through it. Uh, I'm the one ultimately responsible for choosing if I want to eat in my social situations with my peers. So I'm just going to go do something. Uh, I'm going to just right now out into the, the, the ethernets, the internets. You're free to not eat when people offer you. <laughs> How about that? If, you, if you're not, you. not sure about it, just repeat it with me. You're free not to eat even when people offer you food. You can just walk away. You can say, thanks, I appreciate that, but no. Or You can even use the, I've already had lunch, or I'm trying to cut back, or you know, I really don't, I'm not, I, I don't need that extra uh, poundage right now, or how, depending on the person, how you respond, you know, the level of politeness. Or, you know, are you trying to kill me? If it's somebody you really know, that kind of thing. Just feel free to, to just say no and just walk away. and be Take that responsibility for yourself. Don't ever allow yourself to say, they made me eat that. Right. What I've developed over the last year and a half or so is when somebody say, hey, do you want a piece of cake? I very much want a piece of cake, but I'm going to say no. And and that is, you know, lets them know that it's I'm not dissing them. I don't think their cake is ugly or terrible. I want it. I really do. I'm being honest about that, but I'm going to say no. Yeah, I would love to have a piece of cake, but I really don't need it or something along those lines. That's a great answer. I've actually used that myself many times. Or 
I'll even sometimes I'll just in a kind of in the middle. I'll I'll take a little piece, but I will say, "Cut me the absolute smallest piece you can cut," <laughs> just so I'm participating. You know, it's right. literally like you said, one bite, just so I'm participating. You know, but I don't feel like I've been made to do that. That's just more of a choice to participate in, in the group there. So, all right, so. <clears throat> Peer pressure out in social realms, you know, you go out to dinner or whatever, uh, those kind of things people offer to get advertisers. That's a, um, it's a, it's a situation that comes up periodically. But family is all the time. You know, most of us come home every day and we see our family from work. And by the way, if you're out there watching the live stream, you can hit the chat button and jump in the chat room and and chime in on the conversation anytime you'd like with a question or a comment we would love to have that so uh it's fun to distract Aaron. it's a nice little game it uh, is yeah I, you're I already winning because he knows you're listening congrats <laughs> <laughs> i was trying to come up with the right phraseology and my after once i said candle candle uh, that was it I'm, i've lost it since then i've broken the english language for the entire night so candle i think that's actually a planet in the star wars universe <laughs> go ahead <laughs> Well, that plus Ophical and Megadesk, uh, we, we could just write the, the new dictionary of error. One meal, one workout dictionary. I need to put a page on my website about that. So <clears throat> I think a person who is overweight and has a fit spouse, you would think that'd be helpful sometimes because obviously they know how to be fit. So I just need to do, you know, do whatever my wife's doing. Right. But it doesn't seem to really work that way, uh, at least in my experience. It, it it ends up being more of a they are under control, so it doesn't matter really if they cook spaghetti because they'll eat the right amount of spaghetti, and they'll continue to work out whatever. So, I guess my 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 point here is what we're talking about is what to do when the whole family is not on a diet. And so, my first word of advice <clears throat> would be recruit your spouse, whether or not they need to lose weight. Just get them on your team. I don't. I, hopefully, every person that's out there that has a a spouse or a significant other of some type, that person loves you (laughs) and they want the best for you and they want you to be healthy. If you sincerely go to them and say, look, honey, I, you know, this is not what you signed up for and you, I need to lose a hundred pounds. I need to lose 50 pounds or 25 pounds to be healthier and enjoy our our lives together better. I need you to help me. I would hope that most of them be willing to lay off the purchasing of the Oreos or, um, at least hide them. Yeah, at least hide them or keep, you know, Cheryl does that for me. She will. She'll hide. The, she has to, she buys chocolate and stuff for cooking and she hides it. She'll keep it in the back of the pantry so that I don't accidentally see it and be tempted and eat it. Cause then she, when she's ready to cook with it, it's gone. So, uh, recruit your spouse. So Don, Mark, how, how you both have spouses? Right. How are they falling in? Uh, Don, you've already mentioned, uh, that you and Abby are doing Weight Watchers together. Yeah, my wife right. actually kicked me back into high gear whenever I really needed it because she knows that she's not happy with where she's at right now either, and she wanted to get back on Weight Watchers, and we kind of ganged up on it, and we've we've been doing really well, well um, in my humble estimation. All right, Mark, how about you? I know your wife is a great cook, and that's a, always a issue. Well, over the years, my wife and I have sort of done a, a, a back-and-forth thing. One of us is trying to be healthy when the other one isn't. Uh, it's kind of that way it works. So, you know, maybe ten or twelve years ago, we were both on the on it at the same time, but it hasn't it hasn't worked out that way uh, for quite some time. But um, and and you know, as I said, my my uh, as you said, my wife is an excellent cook. In fact, she she caters. I've mentioned that before. Um, so one of my tricks that I've developed recently 
and just what works for for us. Hi, Nathaniel. <laughs> he wanted to be on camera. Um, what works for us is uh, it's not so much. You, you said your wife hides food from you. I hide my eating habits from my wife. In that, when I'm when I go to work, I try to to eat almost nothing all day long. I, I try to keep my caloric content uh, intake below like 800 calories a day, so that when I come home at night, I can eat her good food, and I can eat 1,500 <laughs> calories at dinner, and I'm still in good shape. It, it, it you know it's sort of like intermittent fasting, but not really. <laughs> it really is. I mean, you you, you can get away with that. Right, you know, and it uh, you're, you're what you're doing is you're working for a uh, a good homeostasis there at home. You're you're keeping keeping some level of harmony. You're not telling her. You're not trying to force her to change anything, but you're adapting to the situation to allow yourself to still do what you need to do. Right. Like like just tonight, I had a chicken and rice casserole. You know, rice is the uh, the enemy. It's a white food, you know, plus it had a nice cream sauce on it. Uh, but I had one good size helping of that. And earlier today I had only eaten about 600 calories total. So that plus the, even I had a chocolate cookie afterwards. And when I add all that up, I'm probably still going to be around 2000 calories, which is my daily goal. Yeah, that's great. It takes a, a lot of, um, willpower during the day though, but it helps yeah. if you're looking forward to the evening, you know, it, yeah. it, it's set, setting yourself those, those, uh, those prizes that you work toward. Well, with, with me, Cheryl is very supportive, um, but she there are some things that she refuses to not cook because she likes them. And so that's just my responsibility when she cooks those things to not go crazy. When she makes the pork chops and stovetop, I just don't eat four pork chops anymore and half the stovetop. <laughs> right. That's my responsibility. She's not giving me bad food. It's just I have to take that responsibility. And she, But she's on the bandwagon as far as trying to be healthier. Uh, my second point, and I think this is something that maybe no one's ever ever said this before, but don't announce it to your kids. I think that would be a good strategy because I always hear people, I hear this a lot of times when they start trying to eat healthier, they tell the kids we're trying to eat healthier and then the kids turn their nose up because that's healthy food. Right, right. Whereas every time you maybe introduced a meal before, they were like fine with it. So what I would just suggest is just kind of do a sneak attack on them. Gradually change things to be healthier, make smarter choices, introduce healthy foods that taste good, and then before you know it, you've changed. I mean, we didn't tell Nathaniel um, we're we're no longer going to eat bad. We're going to eat good now. We just started cooking different things a little bit, eating a little differently, making better choices. So don't announce it, Don. Don't tell Maggie that you're going to be eating better because she might not do anything about it. So it's say, "Dad, die." <laughs> well, the, exactly. The subtext there is that if you tell your child that we're going to eat healthy, that you're doing something different from what's normal. That this isn't normal food. This is healthy food, and it's something that we're going to do, you know, for right, right now or whatever. And the idea, of course, for you is to do it for forever. But in the child's mind, this is not normal food anymore. So eventually, you're going to go back to doing what you're doing. Yeah, and you don't want to differentiate. Yeah, that's, that's not uh, an idea that you want to plan in their head to begin with. That's not a uh, healthy habit or whatever. I don't know. We've right. talked to Doctor Laura enough. You think I'd have the terminology down by now? Well, well, we need to mention that. We, I need to ask her about that theory and see if I just espouse something Laura. totally idiotic. Um, but yeah, yeah, exactly right, Don. You don't want to you don't want to categorize your new way of eating as being not normal or strange or because there's so many connotations about healthy food being not as good. I just we just kind of just subtly changed the things that we eat. We had homemade pasta fagiole soup tonight, which is incredible and really good for you. It's the only thing that's bad for you at all, and it's a little bit of pasta. Nathaniel says. 
this is the best soup ever, you know? Uh, so that's great. You know, he didn't have to have chicken noodle or, you know, I don't know what, I don't know what a bad soup is. Soups are pretty hard to mess up much, but a whole bunch of sodium in them. But anyway, potato so, soup. Um, what, one of our, soup one of my kids' favorite meals, and I don't know why, but uh, they like clam chowder. We New England style clam chowder. And we always, you know, it, it, I don't know why either. <laughs> we we don't make it ourselves. We buy it in the can. So we just started buying the you know the ninety eight percent fat free clam chowder. They didn't notice the difference. Yeah, um, and we still we still have it in the pantry. But it went from being you know seven hundred calories a serving to one hundred and forty calories a serving. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, little things like that. You can shave two, three, four, five hundred calories a day just by making some minor changes. So. I'm just curious, have either one of you guys ever had a, cra- a family member tell you you're crazy for the way you're eating or or just say, I can't I can't believe you'd give up such and such? Oh, and it's, I don't know it's why amazing. I'm talking like that. Once you start dieting and or exercising, everyone around you is an expert on diet and exercise. They all know exactly. <laughs> the right. Even people fatter than you will yeah. tell you that you're doing it wrong. It's true. Yep. I That's actually true. had two, ironically enough, two family members today post on a picture I posted on Facebook of my delicious, delicious uh, shake, that smoothie that I had. It's kiwis, bananas, pineapple, almond milk, and spinach. And everybody here is, is, is on board till I get to this almond milk part, and they're like, I don't know anything about almond milk. Almonds are bad. Good. No, it was the and spinach, then the spinach part, and then they're off the boat. <laughs> Check me out. Luggage, please. I am done. And <laughs> so I, put, I posted me. a picture on Facebook of the, and I had it. It's this real dark green. It's a smoothie in it's a Hello thick, Kitty cup, but in a Hello Kitty, a pink Hello Kitty cup. Hello Kitty, because it was the right size, and I don't care. I'm at the house. I was wearing a pink paisley tie at the time. Obviously, I don't give a rip. And I posted it on Facebook, and they were like, "What is this goop that you're drinking? Why? Where? What?" I don't understand. Now, now, the, <laughs> if that had been made with mint chocolate chip ice cream and been pretty much exactly the same color, they'd have been all over it. They would have said, hmm, that sounds great. Yeah. Well, I will say um, that I bet you there's enough fruit in that that it still tastes pretty darn good in spite of the spinach. The spinach makes it better, but I'm a big fan of spinach. Uh, yeah, Abby actually a little- drinks it, and the only thing that she has any qualms about is that she doesn't like the seeds from the kiwis. Oh. I'll it's not the that. taste, it's the fact that she's got some little gritty things in there. and She loves the taste of it, though. She said, if you could seed the kiwis for me, I said, if I seed the kiwis, there won't be anything left. <laughs> do you have a um, Do you have a like a recipe ratio you could post on the forums or something? Like, like how much you put in when you make it? So, you know, a half a pineapple or a quarter of a strawberry and that get a, kind of thing? Get, a, get a, a jar of pineapples in the juice, not the syrup. Two kiwis, a banana, as much spinach as you can fit down in there. Uh, oh, two, two to four cups of ice, depending on how thick you want it. And then just fill the rest of it up with almond milk and then just hit super blend. It's really easy. I mean, you can play with it. You can just, there's nothing in there that's going to hurt you. If you want to put more kiwis and half a banana, if you want to put less pineapple and more spinach, go for it. It's, it's all good stuff, but you, yeah. you would definitely want to play with cause you know, People might be skittish of the spinach. I understand that. Not everybody's a huge spinach fan like I am. And that's new for me, too. You well, know, I would say you, make it without the spinach. If you just want to get a handful of spinach just to kind of get your feet wet and the rest of it be fruit and you still have in your mind that it's a fruit smoothie, 
go for it. You know, whatever makes you happy. That's what I'm saying. Make it for the really first time with, without any spinach whatsoever, if you want. Just to Do give it. you the almond milk. And then the next time, put a, a quarter cup of spinach, then a half a yeah, cup. Yeah, if you don't know anything cup. about almond milk, do regular milk and just say, hey, I got spinach in here. It's going to be good. <laughs> All right. So <clears throat> moving right along, uh, we're going to jump in. Like I said, this is this is more of a kind of a, just a, a discussion type show today since we don't have a guest with us and don't have a heavy hitting topic. I was just going to do a quick check-in with the hosts to find out kind of where Mark, Don, and, and Aaron are on our journeys. Because all three of us, I wish I knew our original total weight between the three of us. <laughs> it's got to be uh, close to 1,000 pounds. Uh, it would be more than that because I'll, I'll put mine in the in the chat thing over here, Mark, and you can add yours and Don and somebody can do the total. Uh, we, all three of us, have been big guys for the majority of our life, and we are all working to get not as big and we're all kind of different different places on that so um we're we're right at five eighths of a ton if you're curious out there 1265 <laughs> pounds to be exact yes Perfect. five eighths of a ton give or take um wow. and so collectively we've lost and we're going to do the total on that right quick too uh but we're all in different places in our journey. We're all doing different things. Mark's doing kind of a, a, a diet monitoring, light exercise thing. Don's doing Weight Watchers, and I'm doing the one meal and workout basic plan, whatever you want to call it. I don't know what you want to call my basic plan. And so um, <clears throat> we're all kind of doing different things. So I just thought it'd be quick to be nice to just throw a quick, uh, a quick uh, kind of a status quo of where we're at, and as we are going into about to hit the spring of the year somebody doing the math yes indeed collectively we have lost 310 pounds we rock we've lost a we very fat man a, we've lost a very fat guy that's right <laughs> awesome and, and my we, number we is lost actually, one of our number and we are still all here that's indeed yeah. odd i'm actually on my way back i mean i had lost more gained it and 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 i'm on my way back to that and I think everybody goes through that. I'm not ashamed. I was going to say, I think all three of us have done this at this point. Yeah, we are. We have. Yeah, I, I, po I did a post in, on the blog a while back about my horrendous holiday um, fiasco, for lack of a better word, and and all that. But and I still am not back down to my my lowest weight yet. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm now that I'm I'm fairly healthy and can exercise. So, all right, who wants to go first? Mark, Don, me, anybody? Kind of basically, I'm just talking about a two minute. This is what I'm doing. This is my main uh, success, my main struggle, and where I'm at right now. I'll go first. You can see, know exactly what I'm talking about. Basically, what I'm doing is I'm going to set the template. I'm, I'm going to lay it down. I am continuing my no sweet drinks and uh, no seconds, trying to do reasonable portions, uh, watching my snacks, make sure I eat healthy snacks, but, uh, but I do eat snacks so I don't starve myself at meals. I'm back to my Monday, Tuesday, Thursday running in the evenings. I've added push-ups and some light weights. Um, into my attempt to reach my goal of one chin up this year and 25 good push ups. Uh, so I do those usually like Monday or Tuesday or Thursday after I get through running. And then I'm also still hitting the hiking on the weekend as much as possible. So it's, it's my same basic plan. Uh, I've lost back, uh, probably 15 or so of the weight I gained back, um, when I was injured slash crazy over the holidays. Uh, and so, um, still got about five or 10 to go before I'm back down to my lowest ever. But I, I, Pure, uh, sincerely intend to reach my goal weight by the end of the year, if not sooner. Um, and 
and meet those other health goals. So that's what I'm doing. Just some simple diet modifications, not any particular diet, but just some basic reasonable ways to eat um, and uh, a reasonable level of activity. All right. And I'm I'm a much more moderate approach because I know that's what's going to work for me. I, I know Don, you you got went crazy and ate what 1,100 calories a day for a year or something like that. Um, and it's just that's never going to work for me. I've tried that; it doesn't work. Uh, so it's a very measured approach. Uh, I try to keep my uh, food intake between uh, 2,000 and 2,400 calories a day, which is still a third of what I was eating before. Uh, so even when I have a bad day and go over. I might eat a half of what I used to eat before. Um, I'm, I'm trying to w- figure out how to work more exercise into my daily routine. Routine. I don't have a set exercise time yet. Thanks to Dr. Leibowitz, I am sleeping better than I have in a decade with, awesome. my, with my CPAP machine. I feel better. I'm not as tired all the time, so I'm, I'm more apt to actually go and do stuff. I, I'm finding that my baseline activity is more active. Um, and so it's, it's just uh, uh, I, I have changed my life. And I'm just waiting for, I've changed my lifestyle and I'm waiting for my life to catch up with it. Right. Well, like I told people, you know, we've talked about this on the show before. I didn't lose 150 pounds. I lost one pound 150 times. Right. And I didn't, I didn't do it in a day or a week or a month or even a year. It was a series of healthier meals, a series of more active days that added all up makes a better, more fit person. And so, Mark, that's the, that's the journey you're on. Awesome. Don, last but not least, indeed. I am still recovering from uh, baby. having a baby, baby fat. yeah, or baby having, fat. during my wife having a baby, <laughs> and I think every parent knows exactly what I'm talking about. We went through several months where it just wasn't a big deal because whenever the choice is either to eat or to sleep, and that's where you get your energy <laughs> from, and you don't have sleep anymore, it just works that way. So since January. Uh, kind of as a New Year's thing, I guess it worked out that way. We've been doing uh, Weight Watchers. I've gotten back on running, running Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I uh, am working on getting a bike. I think I may be able to get a bike in the next week or two and start biking some in addition to that just to add to my activity level. Um, doing the Weight Watchers thing, struggling still with portion control because I – as doing the standing desk and running and everything, I'm burning a lot of calories. And my body knows it, I think, and I still get really hungry. So working on trying to snack appropriately, working on, you know, we have really good food that we eat, even though it's Weight Watchers. And we mentioned on the show last week, you know, the the portion size on these things. Sometimes you got to watch out because if you eat six slices of that chicken and spinach lasagna you still just ate six slices of lasagna even though it was weight watchers don you bring up a good point one of the things that i've struggled with for this year and a half i've been doing this is being okay with being hungry see all my life hunger was the enemy i get hungry or i get not full and i go fill up again Um, and now i'm experiencing actual hunger you know pretty much every day and i have to tell myself it's okay to be hungry and and that's a hard lesson to learn. It's it's hard to learn that it's okay to be hungry. Well, yeah, especially night. when we've talked a lot before about you really as a fat person, you learn to eat for how do you say that word? Sa- sati- satiation. Satiation. Satiety. We'll satiety. Yeah. One of those. Either one of those. 
to be sated. Yeah, and you enjoy you you enjoy that feeling. I mean, you don't enjoy the bloated, <laughs> I'm gonna puke feeling. But whenever you get there's somewhere between, I don't have to eat anymore and the the bloated feeling that you go for, because it feels good. It feels good to have a stomach full of delicious, delicious food. I mean, why else would we eat so much? Well, not only that, I'm, I'm even going to dispute that. Um, I like to be full of bad food just to be full. <laughs> you know, I, I have often, often yeah. in my life overloaded on really bad food. Stuff you don't even really want just right. because you want to eat. Yeah. Yeah. Or stuff that you know isn't going to fill you up just because you want to eat. Those, that bowl full of M&Ms on your cubicle neighbor's desk it's not going to do anything for you right. and we've gone over that plenty of times and learning things like yeah. yeah you can have a bowl full of m&ms or you can have four almonds and the almonds make you feel fuller you know yeah <laughs> uh, these, these are things that you have to learn well don one recommendation i have for you um and i can find the link if if you want me to or you can look back through some show notes and find it i think it's, it's called nutrition data is the website and we've talked about it before they have a whole thing <clears throat> you can pretty much search any food you want and it will tell you, they call it the fullness factor. And it's foods that are high in nutrition and high in volume but low in calories. Ooh, I like that. So you can eat a lot of them, and they're really good for you. They don't have a lot of calories, but they're healthy, and they make you fill up. And, and nuts are just the opposite. Nuts have a lot of nutrition. Um, and like Mark's saying, they, they can satiate some of, the, uh, some of the chemical hunger you have, but they're not going to make you feel full from four almonds as far as like – belly full right but if you ate a head of lettuce <laughs> an entire head of lettuce no i'm just as an example but uh that's why that's one of the things i like about pickles pickles are other than being a little high in sodium they're basically fairly good for you and they have almost no calories for the amount you can eat and so uh you might just poke around on there th- throw some of your favorite dishes in there um favorite foods especially whole foods are really good to search on that so you can see what what can I, what do I get more bang for my buck with? A banana or an apple? You know, if I eat a half a cup of banana or a half a cup of apple, which has more calories? Because to be honest with you, I like apples and bananas about the same. And if one of them is more calorie dense than the other, then I'll eat the one that's less calorie dense most of the time. You know, that kind of thing. So anyway, that's that's I believe the website's nutrition data. I'll I'll find it and put it in the show notes. Um we've talked about it before. But anyway, uh Don, anything else you want to say on yours? We kind of hijacked your conversation there. Um your your update, your status update. You did. Yarg. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Have at the, I don't know. So you're doing Weight Watchers and it's going well? Weight Watchers is going really well. I think mostly because of the fact that my wife has researched some yummy, yummy recipes. Great. And I'm excited to try the Veganomicon. It It sounds like it's got a lot of good stuff in there. As long as we don't start reading it backwards at midnight. Plots of (laughs) Aratunicto. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah. No no Ouija boards in action. Indeed. So uh, I know with a chainsaw for a hand. Speaking of healthy recipes. But, uh, yeah, see, that time you got the hand gesture <laughs> up where the camera is, and it worked a lot better, but I still screwed it up. Oh. I, yeah, see, I got to take these over because Aaron, once again, is a turkey phobe or birdaholic or whatever. I don't know. I don't understand That's his deal. But our rest, yeah, yeah, something. Our recipe this week is baked ziti with turkey sausage. Again, a wonderful weightwatchers.com recipe uh another one that my wife and i have made it's very good it's a great ziti recipe and it's actually pretty darn easy to put together a lot of people think ziti oh it's going to take hours and it's got to bake for like three hours and no it really doesn't uh this one 
is it says prep time 15 minutes, cook time 30 minutes. So plan spent about uh, an hour total from start to finish. I know those things are – I'm not that fast whenever I cook. Maybe you are, but anyway. The only thing I would throw in on this is that it's got a lot of peas in it. It calls for sweet peas, <laughs> which may not be something you would normally throw in your ziti. I'm not a big sweet pea fan, to say the least. Yeah. I don't know why that's uh, really so funny. <laughs> yeah, so you may want to cut down a little bit on that. If you like sweet peas, go for it. I love but, it. Um, uh, you can replace yeah. my spinach, Don. Oh, man, that'd be really good. We should do that. Really good. Yeah, that's finished no eating before. It's actually pretty good. No kidding. So again, and, and something else to point out: this is another one very important that you read every word of the recipe, especially the ingredients. We're talking part skim, mozzarella cheese. We're talking, um, you know, Holy turkey sausage. sausage, not regular pork sausage. Right. You want to make sure that you're getting the stuff that's actually going to cut down on the calories and the fat for you, so that whenever you have a big slice of this. And you do get that full feeling, you know that you're not full of a bunch of extra calories. Right. All right. Well, Mark, if somebody wanted to find one of these recipes, maybe they heard from a show three or four weeks ago and they can't remember which podcast it was on, and they don't want to go digging through Element OP's podcast list, or they don't want to go digging through One Million Workouts podcast list, where could they go to find a list of these recipes? Well, you have uh, uh, been doing a good job of, of, of keeping the Healthy Recipe Forum at elementop.com up to date. So you can go to elementop.com, click the forum button, and uh, right up at the middle of the page or so there is the One Meal, One Workout forums. And uh, all the recipes that we've done so far, I'm I'm leading to say yes. Is that true? I think all of the recipes we've done so far are in a forum post there, all in one place. And you don't have to look back through all the show notes uh, to find those. Plus, there are other great things there. There's uh, other conversations. You can even, if while you're there, you might even try out another podcast or two. Find out um, if some of the other things we do here might be to your interest. Uh, you can also share information with other folks. Uh, it's a it's a great it's it's a great place to be for all things podcast related. Elementopie.com. And if you just want to shoot me a uh, an email directly, if you have a show topic uh, or we would love some feedback. You know, sometimes it feels like we're out here in a bubble uh, doing this. It's me, Mark, and Don in a bubble with Tony Stark in the background <laughs> watching the live feed. Um, and I hear, you know, I have some friends who listen, and, and they'll comment on a show here and there. But they're friends. You know, they have to say nice things if they want to remain my friends, and they know that. Because I'm shallow like that about things like that. Not really. Uh, but... I'm saying I would love some feedback. So if you want to give some feedback, positive or negative, show topics, whatever, just shoot me an email at Aaron, double A-R-O-N, at OneMealOneWorkout.com, or you can drop it in the forum, or you can go to Facebook at One Meal Workout, or you can even tweet it to One Meal Workout and just tag us on the tweet. Whatever you want to do. We're out there on every social media. Any way you can find us, we are there for your uh, feedback enjoyment. And you never know. He may even send you a T-shirt just for sending him an email. I might. I have a couple of them just sitting around here, just waiting for a home. Waiting for a home. All right. So, Mark, Don, anything else? Happy to be back. Happy to have you. Don, have a great week. Kiss your baby for me. I'm I'm still just reeling from that very, very heavy hint that just got dropped about a t shirt. That's entertainment. Remember, that's good times. Before starting any diet or exercise program, it's recommended that you consult your healthcare provider. Bye.
casualty.